You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Thursday, May the 26th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Network, where it's your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Cardinals fall tonight, as this is a post-game edition of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. The Cardinals fall tonight. 4-3 to, to the Milwaukee Brewers. The comeback effort just wasn't enough. You see, you see the Paul Goldschmidt home run. You see the two runners in the ninth inning against Josh Hader. But at the end of the day, which is we're just going to get right into it uh, on this Thursday evening or whenever you're listening, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, maybe even Saturday or Sunday, who knows. Uh, but regardless, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. What it comes down to is that the Cardinals not doing a couple of little things right. Both offensively and and defensively speaking, pitching wise, Wainwright didn't have it today. His stuff wasn't there, but he was able to gut through five innings. Didn't let it snowball. Didn't give up six, seven, eight runs. Kept the Brewers at four. Kept the Cardinals in the game. Gave them a chance to win. For those of you who don't listen a ton or don't watch a ton, that's a big thing with me on starting pitching. Give the team a chance to win. Wainwright was not sharp. Don't get me wrong, but he did that yesterday. He was. He kept the Cardinals in the game, gave them a chance to win. They just weren't able to complete the comeback. But the little things that I'm talking about on on the defensive side of things, one of them wasn't even an error. Cardinals only charged with one error tonight. But if you if you remember all the way back in the first inning, and you know it wasn't a it was not a short game. Time of game, uh, three hours twenty one minutes felt a lot longer than that. But if you think all the way back to the to the first inning. Wainwright gets a pop-up to start the game, gives up a home run to Urias, gets a strikeout, so you got two outs, and then you've gotten the McCutcheon two-out single, no big deal. And then the Rowdy Telez little bloop single to left field. Falls in between Sosa and Yepes. Sosa started it short. Juan Yepes started in left field. Yepes never seemed to have a great look at it, didn't seem to have a great idea of where the you know, he just didn't look comfortable out there. He's not a full-time outfielder. Juan Yepes looking uncomfortable in the outfield is understandable. Same reason that, that you know Brendan Donovan doesn't always look the most comfortable out there in right field either. It is what it is, but I think that you know a little thing there, a little thing that he could have done differently is be more aggressive and call off Pallarotti, or excuse me, call off and Sosa to make that catch. The inning's over. The Brewers only score one run that inning. And you feel a little bit better. Now that when the Cardinals score two in the bottom half of the first, now they take the lead. Because after that little bloop single that could have been, probably should have been caught by Juan Yepes, Tyrone Taylor has an RBI knock. The very next pitch, and it's 2 to nothing, Brewers, and all of a sudden you're down 2 nothing. The little things add up. Little things add up. Baseball is a game of inches. I mean, you remember later in the game, Sosa didn't want that mistake to happen twice. So Sosa goes out there and he calls off Juan Yepes aggressively because Sosa knew that he, that shouldn't happen twice. Another thing, the, the other out that was given 
to the Milwaukee Brewers that led to a run? It was a throwing error by Edmundo Sosa. Got the start at short tonight instead of Tommy Edmund. Tommy Edmund chipped it over to second, so really Sosa got the start over Nolan Gorman, who also struck out twice tonight. I'll talk about him in a little bit. But the throwing, so you go to the second inning. It was the first two innings of the game. Brewers scored a run in the second. So the, you had the leadoff out by Kane. Then Peterson doubled. Wong popped out. So again, with two outs. You get a ground ball. Sosa throws on the run. Doesn't complete the play. You have to imagine, Nolan, not Nolan Gorman, you have to imagine Tommy Edmond likely, likely makes that play. Air, next batter, Christian Yelich, singles. Next batter, Andrew McCutcheon, strikes out. Little things add up. Only one of them was actually charged with an error. But the other one was an actual error that you can look at a stat book. That will show up in the stat book. Little things. And even on the pitching side of things, to talk about Wayne Knight for just a moment, you go to the fourth inning. You get a Jace Peterson fly out. Excuse me. Wong gets a single. And you get an Urias fly out. So you got two outs. You walk Christian Yelich. You give up a single to Andrew McCutcheon on the first pitch. Little things. When you have two outs, you got to execute. Did Wainwright get squeezed a little bit with Christian Yelich? Maybe. Not, not a ton, though. Not a ton. And then Andrew McCutcheon singles on the first pitch on a little little fastball that was right down the pipe. Very next batter. Round out right back to Goldschmidt and Rowdy Teles. Little things were not done right tonight by the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, that does, now this does not mean all of a sudden that the offense is... Is terrible and, and the you know season's back down on, on a downward slope. Trade everybody, change everything. That this is an awful offense. They need let's slow down a little bit before we go start going that far. But it is an indication of you know are the Cardinals the top tier team? I, I mentioned it last week. They're not the the top team in the National League. You could argue they're on the upper echelon. But the offense, even though they did put up a great fight near the end, they only registered seven hits. Two extra base hits, an Edmund double, and a Goldschmidt home run. Now, a couple positives, or a positive about the offense. No, we'll, we'll, there, there's two there. Excuse me. You got the four punch outs, ju- just the four. Two of them by Nolan Gorman. The other one, one of the other ones by Paul Goldschmidt against Josh Hader, one of the best relievers in all baseball. And Brendan Donovan was the other strikeout victim. And Cardinals were able to draw six walks. Goldschmidt walked once, Arnado twice, Pujols once, and Molina twice. His first two walks of the entire season. So you saw a couple of good things on the offense. A big negative on the offense, two of them really. The Cardinals left 11 runners on base and were one of six with runners in scoring position. Brewers left nine runners on base and were three of 11 and found a way to win. They took advantage of the Cardinals' mistakes. The Brewers didn't give many mistakes to the Cardinals. They let Bader reach on an infield hit on a diving play by the third baseman with no no errors tonight. And the Brewers had 12 hits offensively speaking, only struck out five times. They had an extra base hit for Peterson, Navarez, and or, yeah, Navarez and Kane, as well as a home run by Urias. Brewers were able to do a couple more little things right than the Cardinals, which led to a win. They were able to score runs with two outs. They did that in the first, second, and fourth innings, as I mentioned. The only run that didn't come with two outs was the Urias home run in the first. That's it. The Brewers did 
a few more little things right, and they walk away with a 4-3 victory, and they gain a game in the standings to go up on the Cardinals, and now they have a little bit more momentum than the Cardinals do heading into the rest of the weekend. Because this is, for those of you who don't know, the first of a four-game set at Bush this weekend. So now, after their play has concluded on Thursday, the Cardinals sit four and a half back of the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers have won three in a row. The Cardinals have lost two in a row. Cardinals have a better run differential than the Brewers do. Plus 41 compared to plus 36. And the Cardinals have played... The Cardinals have a record of 11 and 14 against teams above 500. And the Brewers have only a nine game experience with runners, or excuse me, with teams above 500. So they're five and four. So the Cardinals are playing a little bit more of a tougher competition and having a better run differential. So long term, you, you got to figure out that the Cardinals are going to be okay. But you've got to be able to beat teams in your division to win the division, plain and simple. And in order to do that, you have to do little things correctly. The Cardinal offense, while they did put up a fight tonight, I'll talk about the ninth inning in a minute here. They did put up a fight, which is a good thing. All in all, they weren't able to do enough to win. Brewers outplayed the Cardinals tonight by just a bit. Just a bit. It wasn't it wasn't an astronomical amount. It wasn't, oh my gosh, the Brewers are worlds above the St. Louis Cardinals right now. The Cardinals can't compete. No, the Cardinals can compete. They got the winning run... At the plate in the ninth inning. They had the go-ahead run in, or the tying run in, in scoring position as well. So they, they can compete with the Brewers. The next step is doing a few more little things right. Said that a lot tonight, I know. Doing a few more little things right to win the game. We'll talk about the ninth inning comeback as well as the Cardinals pitching tonight. Because Andre Pallante deserves a shout-out after what he did tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers. So, as I mentioned at the top... This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you're going to need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer that they may or may not have because they can only choose from the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have phones with access to rockauto.com whether you're at home or on the go. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from the chain store. You can get that for $216 at Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. It's an incredible website. We encourage you to explore that website today. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Let's go to the ninth inning. Because the Brewers, when they have the lead in the ninth inning, it's virtually on lockdown. As Josh Hader completed his seventh, or excuse me, his sixteenth save of the season. Every game he's pitched in, he's gotten a save opportunity. Sixteen games in the season, sixteen saves, sixteen save opportunities. Only blew one save the entirety of last season. He's only allowed three hits on the entire season. One of those was came tonight with Tommy Evan. He led off the game. Not the game, excuse me. He did lead off the game with a hit. Uh, but he leads off the, the bottom of the ninth 
with a single up the middle. So now you're thinking, okay, you got the world's hottest hitter at the plate and Paul Goldschmidt up. He takes a slider for a first pitch strike. He puts a really good swing on a heater down the middle of the plate, misses it, and then he takes strike three. He was sitting slider. Brad Thompson called it on the broadcast, and I agree with him. Goldie was definitely sitting slider, but you still think, okay, you got the time run on the base. You got Nolan and Albert up next. Nolan Arnado works a great at-bat, gets a pitch that goes against him for the, the, the first strike of the at-bat. No big deal. He still is able to work a walk. Albert Pujols comes up. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be a big moment. Pujols ends up, does he works a seven-pitch at-bat, spits on some good sliders, fouls off some good sinkers, but he pops up. Juan Yepes takes a 2-1 pitch. It was a slider. It was down, and he pops it up for the third out. The Cardinals, I mentioned this in my Locked On Now video that was posted on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. They made Hader look human, which is something that not a lot of people have done this season. I mentioned he had allowed two hits coming into this game. Two. Two. Cardinals got a hit against him. I mean, that's a borderline miracle for the Cardinal offense. It was a good inning for for the Cardinals offensively. I did notice a lot of pop outs tonight. Molina popped out once. Bader popped out. Yep, has a couple times. Pujols already. I already mentioned that one. And like I said, offensively speaking, the Cardinals just cannot strand 11 runners and expect to be winning many games. That just that just isn't going to happen. Just not. So offensively, saw some good things, saw some bad things. Overall, not concerned. Cardinals can go into the weekend with a little bit of confidence. Let's talk about the pitching. Because Adam Wainwright, I mentioned this at the, at the open. I meant to talk about this a little bit at the top. I want to elaborate on it a little bit. Wainwright did not have his stuff tonight. He wasn't his normal. He, you know, he obviously wasn't pitching against the Pirates in PNC Park, which is maybe a little bit easier than pitching against the Milwaukee Brewers. But even then, his stuff just didn't look like it was crisp. He only registered two strikeouts. He walked a batter. He gave up ten hits in five innings. Ten hits in five innings is not a good number to be at. So he has pitched in nine games this season. He's got a decision in all nine of them as he's five and four. His final line tonight, five innings, ten hits, four runs, just three of those were earned. A walk, two punch outs, and he gave up a home run. But he was able to keep his team in the game. He had some help defensively speaking, except for the two two plays that he didn't, but Nolan made a couple good plays behind him. He made a good play himself, jumping off the mound, so he helped himself out defensively. But Wainwright is, is still just one of these workhorses that you just don't see very much today. Because a lot of guys, when, when you have the when your stuff is off, like his stuff was off tonight, you see it spiral out of control. You see him not successful. You see the, the runs go to six, seven, eight runs. He was able to not only keep his team in the game, but get through five innings. Five innings is not a great number to be at every single night. But it's, it was a good number for Wainwright to be at with this type of stuff he had. But I want to give a huge shout-out to Andre Pallante. He goes three scoreless innings, gives up two hits, strikes out a man, eats some innings for the Cardinals in a situation, seems like we say this every night, but was just able to eat innings. And even though it might not have been you're in with the bases loaded in a tie game, he was all three of those innings were high leverage. Got through the Brewers or, t- or the lineup once. F- faced some of the, the best hitters in that lineup. 
obviously going through the whole thing, and held his own. Andre Pallante, I understand that people might not have liked uh, Marmol putting him in that situation that they did on Monday, but Pallante has had a phenomenal season to date. 22 innings pitched, a 1-3-6 ERA, 1-6-3 whip, excuse me, 0.82 ERA. He has been one of the better pitchers out of the Cardinal bullpen. And I say that with extreme confidence. Yes, you've got Helsley. Yes, you've got Gallegos that have been at the top, that have been consistent for the most part, that they have been dominant all season long. But Andre Pallante has put together some numbers and has put in together a fine rookie year. And not only was he able to eat innings tonight, just, you know, singular context, but let's let's look at the context of tonight. It was the high leverage. It was a divisional game. It was only a two-run deficit. But also, we'll take a step back further. Remember what he did on Monday. He walked two batters with the bases loaded, walked in two runs, and did not succeed at all. And he comes back two days later and pitches phenomenally. That, that's to me, is the mark of a great pitcher. When you're able to have a short-term memory, you can flush the bad stuff and go out there and produce the very next time your name is called from that bullpen phone. That is exactly what Andre Pallante did tonight. I was super impressed with Pallante. Because, again, it was still high leverage because of who they were playing, the, the, the time. It wasn't like the Brewers were up by four or five and he was brought in in the seventh inning. No, he was brought in in the sixth inning and the Brewers were only up by two runs at that time. Goldsmith got him back to, to get it four to three. Again, hottest hitter on the planet. But Andre Pallante, his work tonight cannot, should not, will not go unnoticed, at least by me. And now everybody watching, everybody listening knows Andre Pallante deserves a shout-out. He, he did a phenomenal job tonight against the Brewers lineup, holding them scoreless, keeping the Cardinals in the game. Phenomenal work, Andre Pallante. And then you go to Giovanni Gallegos. He pitched a scoreless inning. It might have taken what felt like half an hour. <laughs> the, Danny McLaughlin said on the broadcast tonight, the slowest worker in all of baseball is Giovanni Gallegos. That's a tough title to gain because there are some slow workers out there. But Gallegos wins the cake for slowest worker. He goes a scoreless inning, strikes out two. Stuffs look good. We have been saying this forever. Stats back it up. Giovanni Gallegos is better with rest. I think that's why you saw him in the ninth inning instead of Helsley. Because you trust Giovanni Gallegos when he is rested, when he is when he has had a day or two in between innings, but in between outings. He is that much that much more trustworthy on the mound. And now you have Helsley available tomorrow for a save opportunity should the Cardinals put themselves in that position. Bullpen was good tonight. Good to great, honestly. Couldn't have asked for anything better, especially after Wainwright. He gutted through five, and with the stuff that he had was good. But since Wainwright was only able to give you five, the fact that Pallante was able to eat up three innings, huge. Gallegos, quick, quiet ninth inning, huge. Incredible stuff by the Cardinal bullpen. To finish up the show, I know I've talked a lot about how the Cardinals didn't do little things right, didn't do this. We need to talk more. We need to highlight Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt is having one of the better months of his career, and he is on fire right now. It is, I tweeted this out, it is scary to think about where this team would be without Paul Goldschmidt. We're talking about the Cardinals' all-star, 
and I think you should start this year, all-star first baseman to finish up the show. But with spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth, both personally and professionally. And as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you just add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can find you the right people to hire. Simple tools like screenings questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills that you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster than did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. You can post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Paul Goldschmidt, the man that can seemingly do no wrong, had his imprints all over the game once again tonight. Two for four, scored two runs, drove one in on the home run. He walked once. He did strike out once in a key situation. He is on another level right now. Plain and simple. His last 30 games. His last 30 games, everybody. This is a month worth of baseball. 118 at-bats. He is sitting... 407. 462 on base, 729 slugging. The last week he's slugging 867. But the last month again, 407, 462, 729 the slash line. Eight bombs, 31 runs driven in. He's even swiped a bag. Paul Goldschmidt right now can quite literally do no wrong. 31 of his 34 RBIs has come in the last month. Every single one of his eight home runs have come in the last 30 days. We've still got a few days of May left. I understand that. But Paul Goldschmidt this month has been ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's like I said, it is scary to think about where this team might be without Paul Goldschmidt. Because the St. Louis Cardinals have needed, at times, an offensive player to just carry them. And Paul Goldschmidt has done just that. And at a time, it, it, it's bizarre because Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, you know, they're marketed and talked about as, oh, you know, first and third base, some of the best, you know, the best corner infields. Um, in, in all of baseball, all these different things, which is true, but they just can't seem to get hot at the at the right time. But let's take a look at the last 30 days for the rest of Major League Baseball. Okay, the, all these stats are according to MLB.com. So some of them might, might not have updated. I think they update the player page first, but regardless, last 30 days compared to the rest of the National League, because we're talking about May, you know, National League. So this is not just month of May. It's the last 30 days. So we're sneaking back into whatever month is before May, April, <laughs> just a little bit here. But still, eight home runs, again, is good for second in the National League in that span. According to MLB.com, as we look at it right now, I'm just reading you straight from MLB.com. 
29 runs driven in his first. Second is Pete Alonso with 25. The 402 batting average that I mentioned. Nope, that's the, the wrong category. 402 batting average is tops in, in the league. Bryce Harper is next with 371. And Goldsman has played 26 games compared to Harper's 22 in the last 30 days. The on-base percentage of 461 is tops in the National League. The slugging of 755 is tops in the National League. And the OPS in the last 30 days of 1,216 is tops in the National League. Cardinals had the player of the month in April. They very well could and very well should have the player of the month in May as well. Because it goes beyond just the the, the walk-off grand slam on Monday, the, the home run today. And I recognize he struck out looking with one on first and second, one out, and a one-run game. I, I get it. Or, yeah, or one runner on first, nobody out. Struck out looking in a key spot tonight. He is human. I get that. But he has done some incredible things for this Cardinal team going forward. And it's not just what he does offensively, too. It's what he does defensively at first. Being able to, to pick balls out of the dirt, make some diving stops, well on his way to another gold glove. He won it last year. Paul Goldschmidt on another on base streak of 30-something games, hitting streak 18 games in a row with a hit. If he doesn't win player of the month in May, I don't know who's going to. You know, Betts has had a nice month, Alonzo. There are some players that have had nice months. Don't get me wrong. Paul Goldschmidt, at minimum, it should be a co-player of the month. Maybe you give it to him and Alonzo. You split up first base a little bit, and you go to Alonzo and Goldschmidt. Goldie has been an anchor in this lineup, an absolute anchor. He's not going to hit 400 for the rest of the year. I get that. But his power's back. His power's cut. I mean, even in 2020, the average was there. The power wasn't. And at times last year in 2021, you know, you question the power, but it ended up getting there by the end of the year. Now we're already seeing the power in May. Paul Goldschmidt is historically a bad hitter in April. And then a good to great hitter in May, a good to great hitter June, July, August, and September. And that we're, we're, we're seeing Goldschmidt hit on a level like I don't think he's ever hit at while he's been a Cardinal. He's taken over for a month. He's taken over for a while. But not to this extent. Not where his OPS is 1,200. Not to where his average is upwards of 400. This is a special level that Goldschmidt is at. And now he's probably going to strike out three times tomorrow and not produce just because I'm talking about it. But I wanted to talk about it before I got to that point because this man is on another level. Without him, it is scary to think where the Cardinals would be. That's going to do it for the show today. Thank you for tuning in. Whether it's Thursday night, you got a late night listen, or you're tuning in on Friday. Thanks for tuning in and listening to Locked On Cardinals. Be sure to listen to Locked On MLB next. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like Locked On Cardinals podcast. You can follow it on YouTube. We're very close to 1,000 subscribers. Click hit that subscribe button. You can follow it on any podcasting platform as well. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Until I talk to you guys the next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.